Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Timothy. Today is episode 670, and we're looking at 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 18 to 20. Let's read our passage. Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies previously made about you, so that by recalling them you may fight the good fight, having faith and good conscience, which some have rejected, and have shipwrecked the faith. Among them Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered to Satan, so that they may be taught not to blaspheme. This is Paul's letter to Timothy. Paul is in Philippi, but he has left Timothy in Ephesus. And he's writing this letter to encourage Timothy to reinforce what he's been assigned to do. And his primary assignment is to deal with false teachers. There's a group of people who seem to have a Jewish flavor. They want to be teachers of the law, but they're caught up in myths and endless genealogies. It's all a bunch of speculation. Sounds like they're just finding names out of genealogies in the Old Testament, making up stories to go along with them. Paul says, deal with these people because they are leading people astray. He said the standard for teaching is the gospel. The gospel that was entrusted to Paul, that's the standard for teaching. And the standard for people knowing God is salvation through faith in Christ. So now he's reinforcing his instructions. So in verse 18, he says, Timothy, my son. That's how he introduced Timothy in the very beginning. He called him his true son. He says, I'm giving you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies previously made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the good fight. Well, he says, I'm giving you this instruction What's instruction? Well, some people want to say the entire letter is this instruction. Most say, no, it goes back to chapter 1, verse 3, where he gave the command, Timothy, to instruct certain people not to teach false doctrine. Then in verse 5, he said, the goal of our instruction is love, which consists of pure heart, good conscience, and sincere faith. And so that's the instruction. So this is his assignment to Timothy, reiterated here, deal with the false teachers. But he says this is in keeping with the prophecies previously made about you. There's a lot of questions, ideas, theories about this. What is this referring to? When did this all take place? And is this related to what he talks about in chapter 4? Because in chapter 4, verse 14, he says, Don't neglect the gift that is in you. It was given to you through prophecy with the laying on of hands by the council of elders. Is this the same prophecies he was talking about? Maybe, maybe not. Now in chapter 4, the context seems to suggest that maybe it was the council of elders at Ephesus who laid their hands on Timothy and prophesied and he received some kind of spiritual giftedness. We don't know. But somewhere, somehow, there were prophecies made about Timothy. I think they were about his ability to deal with this. I think Paul's just encouraging Timothy here. Timothy, I left you there to deal with these false teachers. And I know you can, 
because you have been equipped by God to deal with this. And we gathered around you, we laid hands on you, there were prophecies, and they all confirmed that you have been equipped by God to deal with this. And he continues, so that by recalling them, you may fight the good fight. So by recalling the prophecies. So Timothy, if you think you're having trouble, remember the prophecies about you, that God has empowered you, God has equipped you to do what I have sent you to do. Now fight the good fight, that's a military metaphor. He's used that to refer to the opposition to the false teachers. That's fighting the good fight, dealing with these false teachers, because it is going to be a fight. But he trusts that Timothy's up for it because he has been equipped by God for this. He continues the sentence in verse 19. He says, you're going to fight the good fight having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and have shipwrecked the faith. So, He's going to fight the good fight as he thinks about and remembers the prophecies about him, but also having faith and a good conscience. Well, we remember that. That was back in chapter 1, verse 5, where he talked about the goal of our instruction is love. And associated with that is having a pure heart, a good conscience, and sincere faith. So here he has two of those three, having faith and a good conscience. So, sticking to the goal of their instruction, which is love, he's going to be living out his faith and having a good conscience. Well, living his faith means he's going to trust God, and having a good conscience means he's going to obey God. And he says, which some have rejected and shipwrecked the faith. Well, some, that's the certain people he's been assigned to instruct not to teach false doctrine. He's going to mention two of them in verse 20. But they rejected and shipwrecked the faith. Well, first, let's talk about the faith. What's he mean by the faith? Because this is singular. Is he talking about damage to the gospel mission of the faith? Or is he just talking about damage to their own faith? That is, the false teachers, their faith. I must seem to think it's the latter. He's talking about personal faith through all this. That's the language he's using here. He said that, Timothy was going to have faith as he remembered the prophecies and fought, fights the good fight. So in keeping with that, using the, it's in the same sentence, the faith would be their own personal faith. And what is faith? It's trusting in God through his revelation. Now it says, some have rejected. What have they rejected? If we read it in English, it says, having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected. It sounds like they've rejected both faith and a good conscience. Well, grammatically in the Greek, rejection is tied to conscience. So it's the good conscience that has been rejected, not the faith. What's resulted in shipwrecking their faith. So they've rejected good conscience, and the result of that is shipwrecking their faith. So what, what is the rejection of good conscience? Well, good conscience, we said, referred to obedience. That you have a good conscience in that you're obeying God. So rejecting good conscience would be willfully, self-consciously being disobedient to what God requires. And the result of that is a shipwreck of their own faith. And, and what is faith? Well, it's believing and trusting God. 
that have consciously been disobedient to God, they have rejected God's standards, which has led to a collapse of their own faith, that is, the ability to even trust God, believe God. Then he names names. Verse 20, among them are Hymenius and Alexander. So apparently these are two of these false teachers. We don't really know anything about them. Hymenius will show up again in Second Timothy. And we see he's still causing trouble, saying that the resurrection has already occurred. Alexander, we don't know really much about him. It's a fairly common name. There's other places in the New Testament we see in Alexander, but may or may not have anything to do with this one. He says, among them are Hymenius and Alexander, whom I have delivered to Satan, so that they may be taught not to blaspheme. Well, this is the same language we saw in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, where we had the man who was uh, committing incest with his father's wife. And Paul said, remove the man from the church, hand him over to Satan. So it's the same language. Although in Corinthians, he told the church to hand him over to Satan. Here, Paul says that he has handed him over to Satan. So what he's talking about here is removing the man from the church. He's talking about church discipline here, the actual removal of a person from the fellowship of the church. And the concept there is they're being removed from the sphere of God's protection. Is there safety being part of the church? Well, yeah, there is. God looks out for his own, and there's mutual care and prayer for one another. And being removed from that removes you from that sphere of protection. Now, the goal is always redemption, as Paul says, so that they may be taught not to blaspheme. The idea here is to correct the bad behavior. Notice blaspheme. That was part of Paul's self-description of himself, of his life prior to coming to Christ. He was a blasphemer. He says these guys currently are blasphemers, even though they claim to know Christ. So church discipline, what's the deal here? Well, it's where you've got somebody who's acting like an unbeliever and refuses to change their behavior, refuses to repent, where they're essentially rejecting the authority of God's word, rejecting the authority of the church, in fact, rejecting God. They're acting like an unbeliever. So the church has no choice but to treat them like an unbeliever. Now, we don't know the heart of someone. We're not saying they're an unbeliever. We're just treating them like an unbeliever because they're acting like an unbeliever. Just as we don't know the heart of somebody who claims to come to Christ, we baptize them. When we baptize someone, we say, we believe this person really is a believer. We endorse their statement of faith. And we baptize them and accept them into the fellowship of the church. But when somebody then starts acting like an unbeliever and refuses to change, we have to say, well, we basically withdraw that endorsement of their status as a believer and say, we don't believe they're a believer. We don't know for sure their heart, but we're going to treat them like an unbeliever since they're acting like an unbeliever. And the goal of this is redemption, to turn them over to Satan, to where they can see that they are in error and repent and come back into the fold. So in this section, Paul is encouraging Timothy, essentially saying, Timothy, you are up for this. Yes, there's going to be a fight, but you're up for the fight because God has equipped you. 
And Paul and the council of elders all got a word from God that, yes, God has equipped Timothy for this fight. And cling back to the basics. Goal of their instruction is love. And that's going to be played out with pure heart, good conscience, and sincere faith. Contrast are these false teachers who have rejected these things, shipwrecked their faith, and as a result are being removed from the church, turned over to Satan with the goal of them coming to repentance. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Timothy.